it's finally time to get serious about building your brand. You already have the skill and the talent, so let's put the pieces in motion right now. Let Travis Bailey guide you through the process of creating a strong and consistent digital presence. Sit back and relax and prepare for your brand new life. Greetings and welcome to the Brand New Life Podcast. I am your host, Travis Bailey, and I am super excited to be with you in this new year, 2019. I am excited about what's in store for you and me, and I'm also excited about what you're going to hear today on the podcast. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Through a series of in-depth conversations, I am sure that you are going to feel better about stepping out into your brand new life. Now, we are closing out, almost closing out our latest series entitled My Passion Made Me Do It. We're talking about the steps that entrepreneurs have taken to get from point A to point B through their own struggles, their own trials, their own triumphs, their own victories, and they're sharing those that information with you. And so I'm excited to bring aboard a new guest today. Um, she is someone that I look up to in the creative community. Her name is Fatima Burke. Now, Fatima is a resident of uh, Philadelphia, and she is a phenomenal mind when it comes to design and coding and just all the things that I've witnessed her do. Um, she is an amazing asset to uh, the creative world and the advertising and, and anybody that has anything going on. And that, that should have a lot of weight because we're actually in the same arena. Like, we do some of the same things. So for me to say that is um, from the heart. Now, um, Fatima will be talking today, um, even though this was uh, recorded in December, uh, this is going to be the first podcast of the year, and she is talking about the topic, My Passion Made Me Do It. So I'm asking her a few questions here, and we're getting a feel for her journey, and while her journey may not eventually be your journey, I do hope that you know you gain some things from it. She dropped some very, very good wisdom um, throughout the, the podcast. And I'm hoping that, uh, she says something that'll prick your heart and to get you moving in the right direction and to have some new encouragement and inspiration in this new year. So I'm going to, uh, just kind of tell you a little bit about Fatima and we're going to jump right into it. So Fatima is a creative who has 10 years of experience working with people all over the country to create beautiful things that work to accomplish goals, make things easier and solve problems. Now, this may be the shortest bio I've ever read in the history of this podcast. But when I tell you that words matter, uh, the things that she said about herself, um, they matter. And if you know anything about me, you know that I believe that words give life and words give death. And you are the decider of which they're going to give. And through with this bio being as short as it is, but understanding the power of what is said, you should make adjustments to your own bio. So without further ado, I don't want to keep rambling on. I want to jump in and I want to introduce you all to Miss Fatima Burke. Fatima, how are you today? I am great. Good, good, good. Well, I'm glad to have you on. Um, so for the rest of the world that doesn't know how phenomenal you are, um, just give us a little summary about what you are, who you are and what you do. Sure. I am Fatima Burke and I have been working in the creative space 
providing web development to small and medium-sized businesses, um, web development and graphic design. So I'm for, I'm sort of a full service kind of gal. Um, and I've been doing that uh, for about 10 years professionally, but have been coding for the web since I was 13 years old. Oh, wow. So, yep. so how'd you, how did you get into coding? Um, honestly, by happenstance, I was lucky. I was selected as one of the students in my eighth grade class by a professor who was teaching at UPenn at the time. And she just grabbed two, two children and said, you know, do you want to learn something new? And one summer we learned HTML and it took about a month and it changed my life. That's awesome. Okay. So I like to start every episode with just, um, a little bit of reflection i guess so i'm gonna ask you uh this question and feel free to expand if you like but the question is um what are you most grateful for in your life in my life um i would say i'm most grateful for the ability to see things in a beautiful way no matter what my circumstances look like creativity and art i would say saved my life. Um, and it allowed me to kind of escape to a place that I could, you know, create a, a safe space for myself, you know, no matter what, you know, I was dealing with at the time. So um, I'm grateful for that. That's something that I'm able to um, pass on to others. I'm able to instill that in my children. Um, and yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So as you know, um, we're doing a series entitled My Passion Made Me Do It. And we're basically just kind of gathering thoughts and ideas around the idea that um, we can't ignore our passion. And so with that being the backdrop, I want to ask you directly, what what is your passion? My passion is really all things creative. So in addition to web development and graphic design, I'm a musician as well. Um, but I really appreciate just the opportunity to use um, creativity to express yourself, to send messages. Um, my motto for my business is creating beautiful things that work. It's not enough to create things that just look pretty, but they serve, it, it's better if they serve a function um, to, you know, either send a message or accomplish a goal, maybe increase sales, things like that. Um, and that's pretty much my passion to pass on that ability to use creativity to make things functional. Okay. So then, so let me ask you this, um, because you, you, without saying, um, that is really complex. I'm gonna try to break it down a little bit. So, so how has your passion, um, impacted your journey to entrepreneurship? Like how does, how does that fit together? Well, um, I think everyone has, every business owner has a, a message that they're trying to form. And business owners don't always, they're, they're not always sending those messages effectively or selling those products effectively. You know, people are mostly visual. Um, and that's kind of where I come in. You know, I, I use my skill set to allow people to be drawn in to the beauty of a thing and then realize that that thing's something that they could actually use, you know, but design in and of itself too, um, in terms of uh, what I do in graphic design, design can be very, very functional by the way you choose your fonts, what you choose to draw. And as a headline, like how you draw the, the eye into a piece, 
is can be can be very functional. So that's just I guess my approach to um, what I'm doing um, as an entrepreneur um, as it relates to both web development and, and graphic design. I got into entrepreneurship sort of by accident. Um, as I said, I've been coding since I was 13 and I've always been sort of an artist. So I never thought about what I do being something that someone needed until I was asked. So it was you know, most of the things I was doing, I was just doing to express myself. Um, and I had been doing that since I was a child. So when people see, saw the ways that I was expressing myself, it was like, hey, you know, I need you to do that for me. So I started thinking about the needs, you know, of businesses and how, you know, those, how I can contribute to helping a business sell a product or send a message or, or things like that. And it just, it's kind of by by accident I fell into being able to provide people's needs. They needed the same thing I did personally. They needed it for their business. So so expand on that a little bit. You said we we needed the same thing. Can you expand on that just a little? Sure. I was using creativity to kind of just express everything I was dealing with inside. I was using my creativity to push it forward in a way that people could understand what I was saying without me having to go down a full, you know, without me it being too complex. I just, it was just a way for me to simplify all the thoughts. And I think that with businesses, especially in marketing, businesses have, you know, they could have complex uh, services that they offer, you know, but the people don't like to think and creativity and graphic design and you know sometimes web development you know uh, user interfaces can simplify a message you know that a business is trying to send um, and that's kind of like that's why I said we needed the same thing we needed to I needed personally to express myself in a very simple way that people could get me and I think that businesses deal with the same sort of thing that makes sense I, I like that I like that a lot so so um, so here's my question to you um, a long time ago, you said something to me and it, it struck me. It was right before I was getting ready to leave my job. And you asked me about um, my insurance and you asked me about the money that I had saved in the bank and things like that. And I think that that conversation startled me because I hadn't prepared for it. And mm -hmm. so um, if you could just expand on, on that whole process a little bit and what that looks like and, and why that's important to you. Sure. Um, well, firstly, yes, I was in corporate America. Um, I was a secretary for about seven years. And when you're working in corporate America as a creative person, <laughs> your, your creativity is going to come out. So um, when, it, when it became time for me to quit my job, before that, my boss actually said to me, Fatima, you know, we, we appreciate you as a secretary. We love you as a secretary. You do great work. But this isn't your destiny. And it spoke to me so loud and clear that my boss saw that my creativity was pouring out in ways that, you know, sometimes even got me in trouble as a secretary. So mentally, I was already preparing for the move. Um, and I kind of had the graces of my boss kind of giving me the nudge, like, you can do this, even though, I, you know, when you're locked into that steady check, entrepreneurship and taking that leap is a really big jump. Um, so what I said to you in terms of preparation was something that I had not done 
And it was something that I learned after the fact. It was something that I knew I should have done. So if you're expecting, you know, for those who are listening to jump out into entrepreneurship, I prepare your financial situation because it isn't, it isn't easy. It's very unpredictable. Um, there's a lot of freedom in it, but that freedom comes at a cost and it comes at a level of sacrifice. Um, and that was one thing that I feel like I missed. So it is important to me that I share with people when they're thinking about taking the leap that, you know, you prepare yourself financially to do it um, and whatever that means for you. I love that. Freedom comes at a cost. I had to write that down. <laughs> That's, you're going to see that again. Okay. Um, <laughs> So for me, well, no, I won't say for me. I ask this. I, I just put, totally put this on you. What is a typical day in your life as an entrepreneur? Like, what is your what is your routine, or do you have a routine? Yeah, I actually do have a routine, and it took me a while to get here because at Freedom, <laughs> there comes a cost, and one of those costs, you know, is discipline. When you are working for yourself and you're controlling your own schedule, you have the liberty to decide to sleep in, to sit on the couch and watch the movies. So the first part of my routine is get out of the bed, you know, and I had to set up an office, a separate space that wasn't in my personal space to relax, to actually, you know, do my work. When you're an entrepreneur, you have to set up spaces that, make you feel like you're going to work, you know, because because otherwise you'll settle into that comfort. So my routine is getting out of bed at, you know, um, I send the kids off to school and I get into my office between nine and nine thirty and I go through um, a list. I use a project management software called Basecamp to kind of go through everything that I have to do that day. I mean, my list kind of starts, my routine kind of starts the night before too because it's seeing what I have to do the next day. For me, <laughs> I've been really bad at kind of overbooking myself. And I'll say yes in the morning to something that I didn't have the freedom to do the night before. So, you know, it's making sure that you have a list, you know, of things prepared. Um, I keep two lists. I have, well, I have Basecamp, but then I have a, an app called Wonderlist that I use, but also I have a, a traditional composition book things. Sometimes I need to write down things. Um, it sticks better in my head. And I just check them off as I go through them. Um, and I, I might number them according to priority, depending on which needs to be you know, happening toward, uh, toward the uh, top of the, of the day. Um, and um, yeah, that's pretty much my routine until 6 p.m. I, I try to get lunch in. Sometimes I get so engulfed that I don't, but I should. So that's, but that's pretty much my my routine until about six. So that's that's cool. Okay. So my when I first um, stepped out, <clears throat> and I always tell people this: two weeks went by and nobody called, nobody mm. in the emails and the texts, and hey, I need something. Mm. And it was like one of the scariest moments of my life. And me and my wife kind of like, was, was this the right idea? Should we had done this? Um, but so it also brings me back to the whole piece about um, preparing. And I think, you know, there, there are people um, online and otherwise that have made this um, life of entrepreneurship so glamorous mm -hmm. that, you know, we tell people just to jump. And mm -hmm. I'm under the impression now, um, being on the other side of it, that, you know, there were some steps I could have took, but 
for someone that was in my position, um, I was already, I was struggling then. Um, you know, it, it was, it was difficult then to make ends meet. And I was already, I was accustomed to doing what everybody else wanted me to do when they wanted it done. Um, be there at eight o'clock, get off at five, go to lunch at one, come back at two, uh, right. write these forms. You know, it, it just got so redundant that I had to just do it. And so while, you know, I believe us as entrepreneurs do have the responsibility and the opportunity, I should say, to encourage people to follow their dreams, there's also a way to plan for it and make sure that your needs are being met and that you aren't going to go hungry because there will be days where people don't call. That is um, sure. <laughs> um, so, so how did you discover that you were a good fit to become an entrepreneur? Whoa, is that something you truly discover? I'm not sure if there's that I've decided that I am fit <laughs> for it because it it's so it varies so much. You know, some days you will feel fit to do it. You know, I'm made for this, and other days you're like, I'm a failure. That is the reality of entrepreneurship. It isn't one of those things you walk into like completely sure. And I think that's where like imposter syndrome comes in. Like, am I really doing this? Am I really, you know, who I, who I, who I'm trying to be? Like, you'll, you'll deal with that. That's something that I think is normal. So I don't know if I'm fit, but I think that I'm doing the work, you know, that people are asking for and I'm providing the needs that people have. And that's really just, you know, what it is. I can't measure I have to measure it by the success and the status, um, the satisfaction of my clients. I can't, you know, you know, and sometimes, you, <laughs> you know, like I said, there's just ups and downs on that. So how did I, I mean, I feel like being in the creative space as a person, but also working in corporate America, that can, once you feel like you're in prison, <laughs> you know, I think that there is a, there does need to be something else. So I don't know if that makes you fit, but that does, you know, uh, denote a solution that is needed, you know, that you, you need something else different, whether it be another job or something like that. But I don't, I, I'm an advocate for it, you know, but I like to be honest, you know, about entrepreneurship. So I don't know if there are qualifying factors that make you fit. It does require discipline. It does require flexibility. Um, it does require, um, a level of fortitude, you know, when things get rocky and shaky as they will, you can't just be willing to bail, you know? Um, so, and, and consistency and things like that. So those things are qualities that entrepreneurship have, you know, but there's definitely no cookie cutter solution or answer for that. I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Um, so I have a couple of questions for you that are going to, um, pick your brain a little bit and just kind of give our audience more insight into who you are. Um, sure. So feel free to answer these at length or at a word or however you choose. But okay. here's the first question. Um, what books are you reading right now or that you've read in general that you'd love to recommend to the audience? There's a book that I'm reading right now called Rethinking Positive Thinking by Gabrielle Odingen. And it's it's an interesting concept because I think that um, one of the things you said, um, when people think about entrepreneurship, they make it so glamorous, 
you know, and you have a lot of people out here dreaming, especially us millennials, like, you know, you're dreaming about what your life could look like and some of the things that you're doing. But the book is kind of focusing or tunneling in on the idea that positive thinking in and of itself might not be that healthy because sometimes it tricks your brain into receiving the reward of an action that you haven't taken. And so if you sit there and you focus in and you dream, 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 you're thinking about the, you know, the, the, the end result. And that kind of de-energizes you from actually taking the steps, especially when they get hard. Like I said, positive thinking can make you go, well, this is supposed to happen for me. This is supposed to happen for me. And you're not thinking about the hard things that has to be done in order for you to get to that place. So you've already given yourself uh, what do you call the, um, the, I don't know. It's like that love chemical in your brain. Like I'm already there. I've made it, you know, and you're conditioning your mind to feel what it feels like to be there. And since you already, you've already satisfied yourself, you know, by that feeling. Um, so that's kind of, I'm, I'm not, I'm about what, a little about at the half mark of the book. And it's already kind of had me thinking like, wow, I, I've experienced that there's actual scientific um, research they've done on how people are more inclined to react um, in an action oriented way after they've had, after they've been daydreaming about the result of a thing. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty interesting for sure. So, uh, um, I might be that myself. That's, that's, I, mm, yeah, I, I, I think I've been the victim of that whole uh, process as well. So that's, that, that'll, um, for those listening, that'll be in the show notes. There'll be a link to the book. Um, so I can, you can make sure you pick it up as well. Um, in a word, if you can, um, describe what brings you joy. Hmm. Joy. Results. Results. Okay. Hmm. I like that. Satisfaction. In a yeah. word, what motivates you to be successful? I think just providing um, a life for my children that I didn't have. Mm. So if I could put that in a word, it would be history, <laughs> you know. I, I think any parent, um, any good parent, definitely wants that that, that same thing. Um, and I know you, from just from our interactions, I know you're a phenomenal mom. So um, <clears throat> I think it's awesome that that's, that's your motivation. Um, so here's the big spiel. So what is a lasting piece of encouragement that you could leave for our audience? Wow. Um, I honestly feel like I would reiterate um, some of the things that I've already shared. Um, first, you know, um, there is no set look or description for an entrepreneur. There's no set rubric for success. I know that there are tons of books out there and how to be successful and, you know, how to win and influence people and all types of things like that. But your journey is going to be your journey and you don't need to bog yourself down with the idea of replicating something, you know, someone you, you see or you admire, your journey will be unique to you. Um, and that is kind of me bouncing back to my imposter syndrome. Like you can do it, you know, you are capable if this is what you want to do. Um, and that's, yeah, that's kind of my, my lasting encouragement. It's something that I 
you know, kind of retool for myself every, if not daily, um, because it's just something that we need to hear, you know, that it's possible if you really want to do it. And, you know, and you don't have to, you don't have to do what everyone says and, you know, people are going to have their opinions, but you move forward and you push forward in the way that makes sense for you. You know, that your journey is unique to you. I wrote that down. Um, I think a lot of us, um, who was, who was speaking about this? Uh, Stephen Furtick, I was listening to a sermon of his and he was talking about the spirit of comparison and Mm. how, um, it's okay to look in the next lane and see what someone's doing. But when we stop, when we, you know, focus on that and make that our focal point, they end up not only passing us, but we're also not moving anymore. And your journey is unique to you brought me back to that. Like, you know, we have to, as, as awesome as it is to have this podcast and have people that are coming on to share their experiences, at the end of the day, our experiences are going to be native or unique to us. Um, you know, if you walk in my office right now, I've got notepads, not notepads, the sticky um big jumbo paper i have that up all over my room with different this is my sales goals for this year these are my speaking goals for this year um i got a pyramid that's from the you know at the bottom um with my basic needs all the way to the top with my biggest dreams Mm. and for me you know this is something to be able to look at every day and say okay i got this okay this is why i do this other than you know my family these are the things i want to obtain um and it's not so much to be successful in my eyes, but it's so that I can pour out what's already in me because I know I'm supposed to be influential. I'm supposed to be an encourager. Those are the things that come easy and natural to me. Right. Um, and so when you said that, it, it, it helped me kind of be okay with the idea that, hey, everybody is different. We're all going to take our own routes. It's my hope and, and prayer that anyone that listens to this can feel that same emotion and don't feel like you're boxed into a, a specific thing. Right. Mm. Okay, Fatima, this is this has been awesome. So how can, this is where you get to shine now. So how can um, our guests link up with you? How can we follow you? How can we um, become your customers? Like where where is all that taking place? Sure, I am on your major social media platforms at Fatima Burke. Um, but you could also uh, visit my website. Um, all roads lead to my website at www.fatimaburke.com. Sounds good. Well, Fatima, listen, um, you you dropped some nuggets here today, and I'm going to have a time trying to go through this and edit and and uh, not jump up and run away because um, I'm excited. <laughs> but I want to thank you for the time that you carved out for making this recording possible. And um, I sincerely hope that um, good comes to you for sharing all that you shared today. I surely appreciate you having me. Thank you. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. I hope that you gained something today that you can take with you on your journey. If you are ready to jump out there and you don't know where to start, you can download my free ebook today that outlines the beginning steps of creating your own personal brand at TravisBailey.com. Um, I have some exciting things I'm going to share with you. Um, I can't tell you yet, but there's something big coming 
There's something big coming that's going to help you um, move along your process to get yourself together and really get out there. And I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited about all the things that are coming together for it. And I want you to stay tuned. I may be ready to share it with you by next episode. But um, I want to thank Fatima for being on today. She did an amazing job. And please, by all means, if you have the opportunity and the ability to give us some feedback, to comment on uh, the podcast, go anywhere that you listen to this podcast right now. And you can also email me at hello at trevisbailey.com. Now get out there and enjoy your brand new life. Tune in for a fresh episode of the Brand New Life podcast every other Monday morning at 5 a.m. Eastern. Subscribe today at trevisbailey.com or on iTunes, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or Spotify.